Welcome to Kitsa Bekitsa. We're up to some Mitzadi test, the halachas of Muksa on Yomtif. Now, whatever's Muksa on Shabbos is just as Muksa on Yomtif. But there are going to be a few exceptions. Some say that even things that are Muksa Midas, they're mentally sad, meaning he has no plans of, use, of using this item on Yomtif. Or if it's Muksa because it is repulsive, Muksa Machmas Mios. Again, there's no expectation to be using this anointive because it's it's yeki. Even though these things are mutter on Shabbos, they will, according to some opinions, they're even usher on yamtiv. Chazal were were more machmer on yamtiv because people may take these leniencies further on yamtiv when there's more room to be makel. Therefore, if there is fruit that ha- that has, was set aside for sale, you're supposed to be selling these fruits. It's also to move those fruits on Yamtiv. Rather, you have to set them aside on Erev Yamtiv by saying, okay, these fruits I'm going to eat tomorrow. When it comes to fruit that is not sold in bulk, a few at a time, then you can be made on that even if it wasn't set aside before Yamtiv to be eaten, you can still eat some of those fruit on Yamtiv. The Gemara tells us that an an egg that is laid on Yamtiv is usher move. It has a din of muksa. Why? Well, the original concern is that if an egg is laid on a Yamtiv, which is Sunday, then that, so to speak, the maturation process of that egg has been done on Shabbat. Since there's a concern... Uh, about a yomtif that's a Sunday, Chazal extended that iser, that muksa, to any yomtif. So all eggs born on yomtif, laid on yomtif, are muksa. However, you are allowed to cover it with a container so that it doesn't crack. Make sure the container doesn't touch the egg when you cover it. If the egg was laid on the first day of yomtif, you're allowed to use it on the second day of yomtif. This is because in the Chutzlaret you have Suffolk Yom, so if it was laid on the first day, then the second day of Yomtiv isn't actually Yomtiv. If the second day is actually the Yomtiv, then the egg was laid during the week. So Miman of Shach, this egg is able to be eaten on the second day of Yomtiv. Unless the second day of Yomtiv is Shabbos, in which case it's also going to be Asr on Shabbos. If the first day of Yomtiv is Shabbos, then the second day of Yamtif, this egg will be usher. So too, if you have a Shabbos that's right before or after Yamtif, whether it's before or afterwards, then an egg laid on either Shabbos or Yamtif is going to be usher on the next day. On Rosh Hashanah, which is a one long double-day Yamtif, an egg laid on the first day is going to be usher on the second. It's a Yoima Arichto. We don't say Yama Rechta Lakula. If Rosh Hashanah is on a Thursday, Friday, then even if the egg was born, was laid on Thursday, it's going to be usher two days later on Shabbos. Since both Thursday and Friday are considered one day, it's a, a one-day yamtif that spans two days, it's as if this egg was born one day before Shabbos, even though it was 48 hours before. If someone shechts a chicken on yamtif and he finds eggs inside, even if they're totally complete eggs, those are mutter right away. Those are considered part of the hen. 
Next, Chazal don't let us move wood on Yom Tif unless it is for fueling a fire. Otherwise, they're totally muksa. Therefore, you're not allowed to hold up a pot or close a door with a piece of wood. Unless it's set aside beforehand as a door stopper. The next halacha is that the a, the ash of a stove that was there from before Yom Tif is not muksa, that you're allowed to move. Because that ash came into Yom Tif already for human use. You can use it to cover up excrement, spittle, or things like that. But if this ash only came from a fire that was burning on Yom Tif, then if it's still hot enough that it can roast an egg, then you're allowed to move it for any Tzarek But if it already cooled off, then now it becomes Moksa, because this is Noila. This is ash that was created a new entity on Yom Tif, because yesterday it was wood, and today it's ash. And that makes it even worse than other muksa issues. Next, halacha. Nuts that were eaten before Yom Tif, you're allowed to use those shells as kindle on Yom Tif. However, if you ate these nuts on Yom Tif, then you can't use those shells to light a fire. And even moving them falls under the category of Isser Muksa. So too with any other shells or peels that were eaten on Yom Tif. Even though you could feed them to animals, they have a din of muksa because they are noilad. They weren't shells and peels before Yom Tif. That status was only created on Yom Tif because yesterday, before Yom Tif, it was human food. It wasn't fuel or animal food. And now that they were peeled off, it's a new entity. And that attains all the Yisurim of Neulad. It's not the highest level of Neulad because it didn't physically change. It just changed in its designation. This wouldn't be Muksa on Shabbos, but on Yom Tif. Have a wonderful day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.